It's the Tiltcast, episode 433. It's fine. Just fine. And this week, guys, we talk Risk of Rain 2, Control, more Rogue Legacy, and Wasteland 3. Stay tuned. Just so fine. It's all right. It's all right. Finally. Uh (laughs) See? Right there. That is... That's what we go for. That's what I look forward to every week. It's the Tiltcast. And we're back at 10.05 p.m. It's not my fault. Well, it's kind of my fault. It's mostly your fault. And I'm just going to date this before it gets away from us. Uh It is 8. It is uh, August 28th. Uh, 8 8 August. August 28th. Got it. I, I I understand. But no, this is firmly your fault. You could have totally left before the football game ended. No. I don't know when football games start or end. When does school start? What's the thing? This I didn't that even know school. Week. What? Owasso oh. started last week. Oh, is that so? I, I, I Friday Night Lights. So, yeah. So, Friday Night Lights is a thing. And um, apparently, with all professional everything being basically canceled, uh and uh yeah so the 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 high school football games then now become the only sport that you can go to in hundreds of miles uh that becomes a big thing and i think the entire city was there <laughs> cuz there was so many <laughs> what really closed door <sighs> Okay, we got that out of our uh, uh, out of our. Do we need to completely close the door? Oh, that's nice. Nice. Got it. Damn. Love the dogs. So anyway, um, Lola, Lola's going through her rebellious period. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's trying to be the dominant bitch. Um. <laughs> No, you're done. You're not getting any more pets from me for at least a half an hour. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's um, uh, the, that that was it's, it's not my fault that everybody else decided that football was a thing. But I I swear, I totally didn't, you know, sleep in at all. Anywho, um. We're just gonna stuff. give you the same stare I've been giving the dog all day. That's that, and that's fine. I deserve it. Uh, grab you by the scruff of the neck. You you can try. You, you can try. I'm a, I'm bigger than you. Um, right. <laughs> that's been the thing that I've been going through all day. So I apologize to the listeners. We had a small dog snap there. I know we've had more. Lola's about what is she? About a little over a year old right now. Yeah. And she thinks she is the dominant dog in the house, which means that every time the other dog is near me. At least today, all she wants to do is fight, and I'm not, I haven't figured out everything I need to do because she's deaf, so the only thing I've been able to do, just like you saw me there, like, grab her by the scruff and very quickly pull her out of the situation. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very quick reaction. I, you were like lightning. Um, <laughs> like, I just, I didn't even like know what happened said, until she was already me. on your lap. Like, I already had picked her off the ground and put her in my lap. Yeah. Like, that fast. Yep. And she knows she's in trouble when I do that, because oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what what happened? What? That was a what? A, that was a yoink and that was and that that shit happened. That that was quick. But yeah. I mean um, it's you know, I don't hurt her. It's just like today it got kinda bad and I ended up <laughs> lifting her completely off the ground and then putting her on her back and like did the Undertaker thing and I just she just went completely slammer. I didn't body slam her. Yeah, right. I understand. But it's not it's, it was just me physically picking her up and flipping her over. Right. And then she just went limp and she's like, Oh, I'm fucked. Well yeah, you put her in a submissive position. She she And she I've been knows. trying to continue to do that until right. she you know she stops this business because mm. the older honestly Zoe's one of my favorite animals ever. Right. And I, I don't like when I hear Zoe cry. Right. So that was And Zoe's surprising. just too old to I think she submitted, and that actually bothers me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. What? More noises. Jeez. This is the noisiest but, fucking sound booth we've had so, in, a, you know, in a while. What, what the hell is going we on? We got dog fights. We got <laughs> fucking, like, banging and door closing and people screaming and... And yeah. before the we get too much further... Before we get too much further and forget... What? I mean, you if you haven't figured it out... This is an M-rated show. There hasn't been at least 20 F-bombs so far. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I was completely thrown off my game there. <laughs> yeah, you were. about 30 minutes of um, bullshit. Some bullshit. Some news. I'm Nost. You're... I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. And we're getting this show started. Yay! Yes, we are. Finally. Uh, but I have to say, I have to share it because Rusty just dropped it on me. Yeah. Uh... Apparently, we are minus a Marvel hero today. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman, who played King T'Challa, passed away today from colon cancer. Yeah. That's a shitty way to die, no pun intended. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, and I didn't even know he had it. Apparently, he was diagnosed four years ago with stage three. Wow. And has filmed three Marvel films. Yeah, um, like really going out with a bang, I guess. A, uh, um, he played uh, uh, Terrence Marshall and a couple other roles, all in between surgeries and chemotherapy and everything else. I mean, just wow. Just a true hero, man. Wow. Nuts. Um, it's. I mean, I, I was going through, I have my news feed up every, you know, every podcast, and, I, and that just happened to be on but, the news feed, and I'm like, oh, oh, that sucks. Even freakier than that when you think about it, this is the man who brought Jackie Robinson to life mm-hmm. Yeah. in 42. He is 42. T- he is 42. Oh, 43. As he passed. No. He's 42. Oh, well, the news story says 43, but hey, whatever. Uh, I know. It's like he's only a couple years older than me. So, I mean, that's that's nutty. Nutty. Absolutely nutty. Like I was saying before the show, I mean, somebody else can take the mantle still, though, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, as far as the Black Panther is concerned, the the mythology of the the hero isn't necessarily... The person, it's the mantle of Black Panther. So, uh, it, it, it can the, actually some of the, the uh, important the story... part that they haven't really diverged from in the books is that it was either T'Challa or Eric Killmonger. 
serving as the Black Panther in the comics. Right, but the... Um, so they'll have to do something different with the MCU, but... The MCU is is flexible like that. I mean, they're, they're already going to have to introduce a, a new, uh, you know, Captain America anyway, which we already know who that's going to be, but... Uh, but the idea of Black Panther, like the the whole, um, you know, getting the you know or having the powers of Black Panther is you know taking that, um, it was that fucking flower, yeah. Um, and I I think Killmonger like got rid of almost all of it. Mm-hmm. So, and they had one left to bring you know T'Challa back. I don't know if they were able to cultivate more, and that's kind of going to be the the question. Yeah, it, will there be a heart shaped herb in the future? Right. You know, so or or, I mean, being that it is Wakanda, and the fact that they're like technological, uh, technologically advanced, have they been able to reverse engineer that? You know, yeah, that type of thing. So we'll see. But I mean, as far as a story is concerned i'm sure that the uh the wizards there at, at marvel will be able to figure that out but yeah it's um, just a shame that they have to yeah it's yeah it, i mean he was a, really he's a good is. actor he's, he's a good actor he is a good dude he will be missed yeah. and i'm sure at least he was able to be with his family and he wasn't off you know filming something when his condition got worse or something like that right you know so, so. silver linings but yeah bit of such a random thing today it yeah. is such a random thing I, I don't know man things things just pop up on my news feed and it's been it's been it's uh i, I just I, I just saw uh the yellow snowball uh uh item from uh wasteland three so that was that just <laughs> that caught me off guard too uh things and stuff man i just can go i go pretty crazy when it when it comes down to uh, the news it's been a couple weeks for me yeah and it has for you we had a lot of fun with trent on and off the show last week we ended up god we talked for like two hours last week which just about random stuff and it's just i think part of it is it's easy for us we've been able to regularly talk once a week through this whole thing hmm. trent has not very much so well I getting them in the mix just i just kind of let go of moderation I'm just gonna be honest <laughs> just let yeah. him go see yeah and and because uh uh because of a couple things i i have not been able to listen to this episode uh or last week's episode i was i, I was I called away for work so i had to uh yeah uh i'll just i'll just throw it out there i fucked up it's the only reason y'all didn't have an episode released today. <laughs> well, we didn't think you did because you were like, "I got the, I got the image ready. I'm ready to post." It's like, wait, Rusty hadn't messed with it. What's y- up? Yeah, and well, then you text yeah. me like right as I'm going to bed the other night. You're like, "Well, well, well we're missing a chunk of the show. Where did it go?" And we yeah. just uploaded two of the three parts of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not like we take multiple takes. It's just, you know. To understand the slight wizardry behind the scenes, we start, right? That's one track. Mm-hmm. We have a track after the break, right? And then mm-hmm. we do the intro at the end yeah. after we've talked, so we have an intro. And we have to export all three tracks. And apparently, I <laughs> exported part two, 
Twice. Twice. Yeah. You know, because um, you can't actually read file sizes at all. How, so, However, in my defense, <laughs> it was 1230 at night, and neither Justin nor I could really read the screen properly at the time. Excuses. <laughs> We're not a child of the night like Rusty over here. Well, you know... Uh, <laughs> This is why I can't trust you guys to do this shit. So, no, uh, no, I, I, I was going through because you were because uh, I'd had a, a a weird week as well. I mean, my brain's been fucking fried since Friday last week. So, um, so I didn't get around to actually looking at it until just then, and then I realized, oh well, I can't fucking do anything with this at all. You know, it's kind of random. Uh, in our absence, people have been listening to a lot of the old episodes a lot more. So I was watching as several of the old episodes have been getting a lot of hits lately. Nice. So I guess people are realizing that you, the newly discovered, have realized that there's like a thousand hours plus. More than that, dude. Way more than that. I mean, the episode that I'll be doing, uh, I mean, this is you know, 433 and And we average two and a half hours and we average about two and a half hours. There's a lot of content back there. So, you know, we've Mm -hmm. got a, we've got plenty of content to keep you entertained for. And I'll say the episodes that we had Scott on tended to go over three hours because. Oh God. Yeah. As much as we love Scott, Scott has a lot to say. There were some. Gravity is not a virtue that he Mm -hmm. virtues. Yeah. There were some of those episodes before Justin moved from the apartment that went three hours plus. Yeah. Because if you got Scott and Trent both at the same table. Yeah, you didn't Disagree. hear much me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't hear much about me or from me at all because I just sat back and listened because, I mean, it's a, it's it's great conversation. But you can't get in edgewise. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're fun guys. Uh, so those uh, those were there. Um, yeah, we've got plenty of stuff in the backlog. Check it out because I mean we're random. And as uh, you know, as Justin was saying, I mean it's all this is fairly unscripted. Well, very unscripted. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about any day when we come in here to record. Uh, and uh, it's all one take. Uh, we don't edit anything that doesn't necessarily require editing. Um, it's a pain in the ass for me to edit these. <laughs> so yeah, this is not Joe Rogan's podcast, right? You know, it's we're not going to have cut takes or anything like that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's fun so- times. Rusty, have you had anything new or interesting happen over the last couple of weeks? Fuck me. Uh, outside of, like, I got, like, the easiest 14 and a half hours of the overtime I've ever had. I watched, uh, I, I watched all of Hannah on Amazon Prime, uh, while working. Uh, wow. Because, hey, what, what wouldn't you do? I mean, like, look, you have... To ha- you have to be in a room waiting for 12 hours. You don't know whether or not something's going to happen or not. You have to just be ready for 12 hours. But there's nothing to do. Just wait. And they give you high-speed internet access. So, yeah. I watched fucking Netflix or basically... Or, or 
of I watched Hannah. Hannah's not that bad. It's just it's just it's kind of slow at points. Um, and there was probably much better things for me to watch. I just didn't have my Netflix turned on at that uh, at that moment. Uh, but yeah, I mean that 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 happened last week during during the podcast. Actually, uh, that's where I was. Um, outside of that, uh, I mean, getting here with the, you know, with the traffic was, was new and interesting with, uh, with football. I, I really didn't honestly think that football was going to be a thing. Um, but then again, yeah, it's, it's a weird fucking world right now. So. Tis true. Tis <laughs> uh, true. Yeah, I've, there's just. Oh, the people aren't listening to video game podcasts right now. Like everything else is centered towards politics, and like it just is depressing. And, and you know, it's... yeah. And, and honestly, I really don't want to have that conversation because yeah. we hear that conversation everywhere we look. So it's uh, so just most of what I've been doing has been video games. Like I have lost myself in game. For, I will I will tell you that a while. <laughs> so this is the age that I'm at right now to date us, right? So me and one of my best friends, TJ, um, we're playing Seven Days to Die Alpha 19. He's got his own server. And I was talking about this a little bit last week. But his server, the zombies all walk except for the ferals and the radiated zombies. And they can't climb anything. So which means that you can sit on a high structure and shoot, right? Very much like Dawn of the Dead or something, right? Right. Um, but he also has the spawn increased by eight times. Oh, wow. And everything takes twice as much damage to kill. So it gets really interesting. Yes. Things are literally spawning all the fucking time. And it was fun because when I was talking about my age, um, it's me, him, my friend Dustin, and his son, who just got out of the army, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm at that age where his 22 year old son, who grew up with us, you know, is now playing with his his roommate. Oh, wow, <laughs> in another state where he was stationed. So, and it's funny we're like reflecting on it, right? Like me and TJ and Dustin are used to be the drunk guys in the basically the frat house mm-hmm. together, always landing half-life right oh yeah and now we've got his drunk boy and drunk roommate being a couple of jackasses all night while we make fun of them while they're drunk <laughs> and it's just kind of funny they were talking about like yeah i got like five dollars my name is like i remember those days yeah that's awesome <laughs> another uh another hot dog on bread kind of day mm-hmm. huh yep it was, you know it's it was <laughs> fucking I don't have a mixer for this vodka. What do I need to, you know, what what do we have? Well, Kool-Aid. I've got I've got a couple bucks and there's a uh, uh there's a vending machine down the hall and that's how I learned how Fruitopia mixes very well with vodka. Uh, yeah, I don't I even mean, know how my liver's still alive. Can, <laughs> Fruitopia back in like <laughs> the late 90s, right? Like um yeah, let's go ahead and give this a shot. It works. It, I mean, basically, Fruitopia was Kool Aid, right? Yeah. But it was interesting flavors, and you could do some crazy shit with Fruitopia and and, and vodka. It was well, 
he did. So he did a random gen <laughs> map, and the random gen does a pretty good job with the POIs and creating cities. So like, right. the cities are actually much bigger than like Dyersville or Gravestown or any of those other cities that are in the Navis game map. Right. And it uses all the custom POIs, and there's some kind of, you know, XML script in there that keeps a POI from respawning within like five kilometers of it, so you don't get similar POIs next to each other. Mm -hmm. And it groups them together and in some kind of logical faction, even in a grid and things like that. And it was funny because TJ doesn't believe in roads, and of course they don't run at night, so we we're doing a lot of our looting and stuff like that at night. So there's a bunch of assholes on our motorcycles and the Jeep driving through the woods, like knocking zombies all over the place. And then you got the two drunk kids. Well, you know, younger guys at this point, right? <laughs> They're kids to us, right? Right. When I grew up, Can kiddo you... was... Damn kids. Kiddo was like three years old, you know? So... Fucking making me feel old by proxy here. <laughs> so, and I'm the middle child here. I know, right? And... It was just funny because it really illustrated why you shouldn't drink and drive because, or drink in video games sometimes. Because <laughs> we're just watching them, like, look at me following us, and we'd go around the thing, and then they would hit basically the hill and then, like, just like launch themselves into a river or launch themselves through a fence or launch themselves into a house. And they're just like, man, you guys really are staying home tonight, aren't you? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're crashing into everything. Yeah, you, 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 if you can't drive a virtual vehicle, you really shouldn't be behind a real one. So, yeah. So it was really pretty great. Uh, and I hadn't done a lot of multiplayer. Like, that's one of the games I play quite a bit of. But um, Alpha 19 it stables out and has been out since about the last time we did a show. Um, I won't. You know, you can listen to the other shows to hear more about what's new about it, but I've been having a blast, and it's pretty stable. Um, even on 8 times spawn, I was having a pretty stable experience. Again, not running... I'm running a decent rig, not a monster rig, right? NV 1 terabyte NVMe um, is the biggest honest edition I have. It cost me 100 bucks, And the 1070, which right now I'll probably get for 200 bucks. You can't get any 1070s anymore. Not even on eBay? No. What well, I mean, there might be some on eBay, but like getting new, uh, new versions of the 1070, 1080, 1080 Ti, things like that. Even the 2080s and 2070 line, they're they're sold out. Like there isn't there isn't shit around. You can get some used ones, but that's about it. New ones, they're not on the shelves just in anymore. In scarcity right now, while we're waiting on it. Or there's, what? Uh, I mean, I've been watching the. The, the 3000 series NVIDIA lineup, uh, which is due to be uh, announced officially here in the next few days. Um, so what's the reason that people are buying them up right now? Well, they're, they went on sale because the, the new, uh, new ones are coming out and NVIDIA is not making any new stock of the, uh, of the old boards. They're putting everything towards the 3000 line. So... There won't be any restocks of the 2070, 2080, and the you know in the previous versions. Well, oh, I think I kind of want to jump into that in the news section, but okay. there was, yeah, I'd been looking to see what price points were, and they didn't look ideal. No, they're they're not quite ideal. We'll talk about it here in the news section uh, a little bit later, but I've been that's one of my things that I've been watching pretty closely well i want to i want to upgrade some things in mine right now 
Oh, okay. Well. And that's why I've actually been looking at that stuff, but I'm not getting the new series and videos right now. Oh, okay. Just putting that in my back pocket. Because I am. <laughs> I know you so. are. You got more disposable income than I do. Uh, no, I just... They're not have... that on sale. There's a 2070 for 534. Oh, really? Yeah. Well... 2060 the, for 329, which is same as a 1070 almost with ray tracing. Where have you see? Where do you see that? Newegg. Well, are you? Uh, it's I not being just, sold. It's not being sold directly from Newegg, is it? Because Newegg is one of those places like Amazon that has a marketplace, so you can see other people selling, and it's not directly coming from Newegg. Sold by Newegg. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because last I checked, there wasn't any, you know, uh, yeah, any stock. They might have gotten a few more, but yeah, I just don't know what to buy at this point. And I'm not spending six hundred dollars on a card right now. I don't think you need to buy anything quite yet. Just uh, saying. Oh wow. <laughs> Twenty eighty right. super Go still eight seventy nine. Oh, see, yeah, video card prices have been you know fluctuating like crazy recently. So yeah. Maybe we might as well talk about it. We can go out of order a little bit today. All right, fine. Because, I mean, like, I was looking at prices, but, you know, sometimes we just tech out on this show, right? Yeah. And it's kind of my honestly, job. what I was wanting to do is I just, this sounds stupid, right? But I want to run seven days in 4K, right? The graphics have gotten a lot better. I play a shitload of it. That doesn't sound a whole craziness. Okay. I mean, and there's... I don't know this for sure, and there's a lot of people speculating, but it looked like they added ray tracing to some of the screenshots. In and, seven days? Yeah. Crazy. Okay. And it just... Um, I should be able to pull this up super quick. Um, and I'll show you just very quickly around the table like how much difference that looks like with ray tracing. <laughs> you can barely see it, but look. Uh, it looks... It just looks like they've, you know, they've, inc- you know, improved the lighting and surfaces. And not just God rays. That's, uh, I mean, I, you can do that on any game. But I'm just saying with the, I mean, look at the detail on the zombie. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, but that's, you know, 4K textures. I mean, it's still, Probably. I mean, still. It's, it's still. You can still do quite a bit with it. Um, see, you can get, you can get ray tracing with the 20, you know, with the 2080 and still be able to see, uh, you, you know, see the, uh, the, the lighting effects, the lighting effects look good. I mean, honestly, just just from the screenshots. And I don't know, there's some speculation amongst the fans that some of this stuff must be new or. Yeah. Not completely there, because everybody's saying, I can't get mine to look like that, and they'll post the same pose. Right. And it's just like, there's a different lighting effect there, but like if they're getting to that point as sharp as it's already starting to look, um, oh. you know, I just, I really like that game. It's just, it's come from... From like, Legos to... Yeah, it's come from blocks to that. Yeah. I mean, it was it was basically like watching Minecraft grow up. Um, way more so. I mean, Minecraft is basically just a copy of Legos, you know. Yeah, pretty much. It's, but it, this this game is is evolved quite a bit since I've you know since I started 
Uh, hey, if you still have it, man, that is the best. Of course I still have it. Well, I mean, for anybody out there that hasn't played it in a couple years. Right. Like, every year they do a pretty big update. Yep. Please. Like I'm working on making my gyrocopter right now so that I can fly all over the place. Gyrocopters are a thing. Got it. Okay. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, right. you get the 4x4, four four, you can put a buddy in with you, which just chugs gas. Uh, motorcycles, you got the... Like, bicycles are pretty available pretty early on. Mm. I mean, the 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 mini bike was new when I stopped playing. And now it just... doesn't just, like, stutter all over the fucking place when you drive it. Oh, my God. That was, that was the worst. <laughs> yeah. They did introduce vehicles and the, the engine couldn't keep up. But yeah. they're using the newest version of Unity. It's, I know Unity's kind of dated, but um, for what this game is with the amount of objects in the game and the amount of digging... Unity is actually quite versatile. You can do a lot with Unity. Well, um, I just think that I don't think Unreal would have been the right engine for this, right? Because you're messing with the terrain so much. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know that that Unreal handles this many objects as well as this does. No, no. As far as you know, from a technical perspective, Unreal doesn't necessarily lend itself very well to. Uh, well, I might be talking on my ass. Isn't Arc on Unreal? Well. Arc doesn't have destructible environment. That's the thing. Oh, you can chop down trees. You can't mess with the ground, right? Right. So the trees are individual objects. And, and there's no voxels in this. Right. That And Arc doesn't have voxels. So it's it's a different beast. You know, it's still kind of, it's still a crafting game and you can still make objects, but that is exactly it. It's just objects. You can't dig into a, a hill or you can't mine through the fucking uh the shitter in a house and build a fucking like full on mine underneath the house like I have. Because yeah. that was my favorite spot to be you know, to well, build the mine shaft is in the shitter. Yeah. You can't mine the same way. Just just so you know, you have to find the node in the world and underneath the node is where the where the vein is. I know. That's and it makes me sad. But But you can still build a bunker. I still totally have a game where I went into a garage tore out the floor, replaced it with concrete, and then built a bunker underneath it about 30 blocks down. And I've got a nice cozy hole way the hell down there with all my crafting equipment that, you know, is surrounded in two walls of concrete um, that is pretty fucking safe. Yeah. It's, to be able to get the performance out of, you know, you know out of this, it really would d determine what you would need for a card. And considering, like, there's uh there's still a, a performance benefit of doing the 2080 Ti versus the 2080, but I have a 2080 and I can do a lot of really good shit with that. Um, but I really, really want to triple my video memory. Yeah. So what's the? This is hardcore rumor, but I we do a secret group to kind of keep ourselves somewhat organized. And on that secret group, there were several different price points for the new version of cards. And uh, let me look at it. So the so the most I've ever spent for a video card, uh, a singular brand new purchase, was eight hundred bucks. That's quite a bit for a card. And the previous top dollar that I had spent on a video card before that was four hundred bucks back in the AGP days. Um. So the the rumored price right now for the thirty ninety 
or a 3080 Ti or whatever the fuck it's going to actually be called because they haven't gotten a official name for it yet, um, is $1,400. That is uh, three quarters of what I spent on my current machine. Yeah, but it seems like super fucking overkill. 24 um, gigs of RAM. 24 gigs of GD, GDDR6X RAM, which has... Which is a good chunk of that price tag. That's, a, I mean, that is... $500 of that, probably. Probably. Uh, there is quite a bit of throughput on that. So, uh, to be able to, like... I'm not going to get directly into the tech specs. I could read it off of a website, but you could also read it, too. Um, essentially that is, uh, it's going to be a 50% at minimum performance boost over the 2080 TI. Uh, and the, the availability of 24 gigs of high, uh, high bandwidth Ram will allow you to load a lot more of the game textures and, you know, special effects right into the video Ram and have it readily available for the GPU. Um, currently, the 1080 that I have has 8 gigs the of... The 2080? Yeah, the 2080 has 8 gigs of, you know, GDDR6 RAM. And the GDDR6X RAM is a bit faster. Um, but having Three more, times the RAM. Yeah, having more of that RAM allows me to load bigger things and have less uh you know less texture pulls from the uh you know from the hard drive when you know say scenes change and things like that but the rumored price of $1400 doesn't scare you a little bit um the only thing that scares me about that is that it's going to go down it obviously is going to go down well the that's the that's the thing there's there's a. I mean, you didn't get a Titan this this last round of Titans. I didn't get a Titan because there was really not a uh, a big enough performance bump to go from say the 2080 Ti to a Titan. Um, I didn't. I wouldn't have seen that much of a performance bump for the price. This is you know, with a 50 percent faster than the current fastest card on the consumer market. Uh, I can see that as you know as kind of worth it. Um, my uh, my biggest fear um, with you know dropping the fourteen hundred fourteen hundred dollars on basically day one. I probably won't get a day one, but um, my biggest fear is that uh, AMD's uh, big Navi when it comes out is going to at least rival. What uh, and be at like eight hundred dollars? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a very well. I mean, because AMD loves to undercut Nvidia, right? I think um, though, I think they'll take a loss to beat them. Well, I don't think they need to take a loss. Uh, honestly, they could probably just do it cheaper. Um, you know, overall, Nvidia likes to over-engineer their shit. Uh, and AMD is basically like, well, I mean, just look at you know G Sync versus FreeSync. I mean, yeah, uh, Nvidia is over engineered G Sync and put a premium on it. And what have we gotten with ray tracing so far? Um, Seven games. 
Well, ray tracing isn't what necessarily... What game do you have that has ray tracing? Well, I'm currently playing one. Um, I'm playing Control. Okay, so there's one. You know, and I was playing uh, uh, Death Stranding, and that had, you know, ray tracing support. Um, but uh, there's... The, it's not ray tracing that I'm, you know, that I'm really interested in. Ray tracing is a cool technology, but it's, you know, it's not necessarily the... Uh, uh, not the selling point for me. Before you jump into all that stuff, though, it's worth noting. So, the potential series thirty ninety is thirteen ninety nine. The thirty eighty, seven ninety nine. The thirty seventy. You know, these are potential names. Right. Five ninety nine and the thirty sixty for three ninety nine, and basically, RAM sizes on that are twenty four gigs, twenty gigs, ten gigs. We don't know. Sixteen and eight. And there's probably going to be multiple SKUs for different, you know, different memory types, and there's always the option of supers in there as well, which normally come later. Uh, what's notably missing from that list is a uh, 3080 Ti. So, 30- that usually comes out later though, too. Well, that normally comes out a couple months after the the 80 series comes out, um, and that would fill that gap. Because you see a big gap between the nine, the thirty ninety and the thirty eighty, right? There's like a what a six hundred dollar gap there. Um, yeah, and we are on the cusp of this. By the time this releases, you guys will know for sure if we're right or not. Right. Yeah. I'm literally uh, looking at a website with a, still. Where I'm literally looking at a website that says it is three days, twelve hours, twenty minutes, and thirty two seconds. Right. From release. So the the idea that I I see is is that the thirty ninety is going to be like the equivalent of the you know of the the current Titan series, uh, and that there's going to be a 3080 Ti that kind of fills the price gap between the 3080 and the 3090, uh, but that's not going to be at release. That's going to be later on, um, and honestly, I mean, if you if you end up with a Titan, you know, it's not a bad card. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I have been saving all year for this because I knew this was going to happen at the very beginning of this year. Uh, but what really bothers me about the whole thing is that no matter what card I end up getting, I'm going to end up having to basically rebuild my computer to put it in at the very minimum. I'd have to put a new power supply in. Because I couldn't figure out what the wattage was on the new cards. The new cards, uh, well, like four hundred watts is my, my guess. Right now, they're actually saying that it's going to take about four hundred watts to power the card. And there has been—I saw a news report just before it came in—that Nvidia said, "Yeah, your power supply can't handle it. Your power supply is going to need to be upgraded." Just straight up. It could be the same thing, you know, with the last couple of gens of cards, they started having dual inputs for your power supply so you could get more, there's like two 12-volt rails on it. Yeah, well, there's a, there's some things changing with power supplies and board makers nowadays. So, so we're going to have to have a different modular plug for it or something, right? So, so the way that things, just to go a little tech nerdy, uh, a little more tech nerdy on this, what you'll probably see in the future is when you buy a power supply, 
in a in a motherboard, there's going to be a uh, there's going to be less cables coming out of the power supply um, because things are being uh, changed, like so chained that, through your motherboard. So the, right now, the power supply does a lot of different conversions of voltages to be able to provide different volts, like five volt rails and twelve volt rails and things like that. Uh, to simplify the process, what uh, the power supply and uh, motherboard makers are doing is putting all of the voltage conversion on the motherboard instead of having it in the power supply, which means that power supplies will go down in price because it'll be simpler to make, but uh, but motherboards will go up a little bit because it'll have the different you know uh, voltage regulators right on the motherboard. So. So instead of having a, a cable going from your your power supply to say a hard drive, it will have a power cable coming from your motherboard to the hard drive. So basically, all the additional components will plug into the motherboard, and you'll probably have a main cable going to your graphics card still from your. Well, yeah. So the the new graphics card standard for Nvidia is a twelve pin connector, and the uh the 12 pin is supposed to provide the voltage required to run that card uh the pinouts are uh, right now you can get the well not right now but when they release the new cards the founders edition at least will have a conversion cable that goes from the the standard VGA 8 pin connectors to the 12 pin connector that's for the for the new cards either way by the time we do a show next week we will know for sure we'll know for sure uh yeah i i i just know that my current power supply is gonna be strained what if not possible just help me understand a little bit right like i understand bigger and better and all that stuff right with your computer but what is it that you're looking to run at a higher setting than you already are right now with that it's not necessarily what okay so you're asking for like what games or yeah like what do you need to run higher than you already are like is control running at max settings as it is on your current rig control is not running at max settings um and i still get frame dips even you know even with certain things turned on so i have uh for for just to clarify, I picked up Control Definitive edi- or the Ultimate Edition or whatever because I had, I didn't own Control, um, and it was a port that came to PC. Yeah, you know. So one of the things that you can you can do is you can turn on the ray tracing reflections, uh, but there's multiple ray tracing options in there, so you can do ray tracing reflections, uh, lighting effects, you know, uh, all kinds of different shit with it. You can turn uh, DLSS on, which you know, allows it to basically render uh, the game in a higher, you know, a higher resolution at a uh, at a smaller resolution. It's uh, it's it's kind of like super sampling. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Only it allows for better frame rates at at higher resolutions by some wizardry. <laughs> but you only you <laughs> right. still run in fourteen forty p though, right? Yeah, I'm still running 1440, but I plan on doing 4K later on. I mean, 
I don't have to really justify updating my video, you know, my my current display. I think it works just fine, and I, and I value uh, G Sync. Well, I don't necessarily <laughs> value G Sync. In fact, I regret buying G Sync. By the way, um, because what I get out of it isn't worth extra premium that I spent for it. You probably spent three hundred dollars on G Sync, didn't you? Well, the uh, the monitor I have is a thousand dollar monitor, so and I spent I overspent for it. I, I know that I did. I want more refresh rate so I can get higher frame rates. That's all I really want. Four K is is a nicety on a, uh, on a you know on a monitor. I think, but fourteen forty is perfectly sharp enough for what you're seeing at your at that view distance. Uh. So fourteen forty at like stupid you know a stupid refresh rate would be way better for me than four K at sixty you know yeah the uh, and and that is what I'm looking for is I want to have the overhead to be able to turn everything all the way up have all of the nice little things that uh, that you can adjust turn to ultra and not have dips in frame rates you know so that's what I'm looking for. I want beautiful. Jason, well, continuing the technical talk, I have to say this week, I saw the gameplay trailer for Star Wars Squadrons. Yes. It looks beautiful. Yes. Yeah, it's also in VR and regular, right? Uh, Yes. 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 Yes, it is. And I still don't have VR rig. Yes. But, face. I mean, it looks amazing. That reminds me, Rusty. We were talking about this while you are not on the show. Okay. But how do you feel about having to have your Facebook tied with your Oculus? I fucking hate it. I haven't had to actually do it yet, but I fucking hate it. I hate the idea that you have to have that tied to it. I honestly kind of saw it coming, though, because the option had been in the Oculus software for a while. But I, I hate, I, I, I hate it. I hate the idea of it. Why um, do you hate it so much? Because it's, it's. Do you think your targeted advertising on Facebook is about to get a whole lot darker? It's gonna get. It's just gonna be a lot of beat saber, honestly. Um, the uh, beat something. Well, I haven't actually bought anything from the Oculus Store, so that that is one thing. But the uh, the idea of having the social media tied to any account that I play is not necessarily what I want. I don't need people seeing that I'm on Oculus on Facebook. You know, honestly. Um, it's not like an invisible mode for Facebook, is there? Um, you could just not have Facebook. That's the other thing. If you if you are Oculus owner and don't use Facebook for whatever reason, say you swore it off for whatever, uh, that means you have to actually create a fucking you know a Facebook account that you're not going to use just to tie it to your Oculus because you won't be able to log into your Oculus software without it. From what I understand, I don't know. I'm probably going to tie it to it and just, you know, turn off basically everything that I can in the software. But I have, um, I, I have 
rift buyer's remorse and I've had had rift buyer's remorse for about a year and a half now. Uh, <laughs> Jason, what else is new over there? Uh, other uh, new stuff since we've been talking about. They released a new trailer for the new Ratchet and Clank game. I saw that. It's a gameplay trailer. Also looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's more Ratchet and Clank, but it is extremely high res. I mean, it looks good. If you like Ratchet and Clank, it's probably going to be the the game uh, yep. you know, to uh, to pick up. Well, I think for Jason, though, I think you strike to have a balance of games you can play on the TV with your kids around versus games that are for you, and it's kind of a good crossover yeah, game if you have kids. Kind yep, of a cartoony, cartoony action cartoony game. Action game. Um, and then a, I found a surprise this week. Yeah. That I didn't know was a thing. Um, there is a um, crap. I lost it. Um, <laughs> there is another there White is Wolf a... game in development. Oh, set for release first quarter next year. Yeah, so we'll see it in three years. Got it. Werewolf: The Apocalypse. Yeah, I've heard about this. I haven't I heard have much, not. but I've heard about it. What's the who's making it? Do you know that? Well, uh, that's why I'm trying to find it again. For some reason, well, I lost okay. my news story. So, the Werewolf: The Apocalypse is well. It's not one of the White Wolf games that I've played, as I've played Vampire and I've played Hunter. Mm-hmm. But I haven't played Werewolf, and there for, was another one that was what the Mage one. Um, yeah, for the most part, though, Werewolf and Hunter kind of, as far as the storylines for the games, kind of went side by side. A lot of that was parallel. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, if you've ever watched, uh, what is it? Fuck! Now I'm uh, drawing a blank. The fucking uh, Underworld. That's it. Yeah. Um, basically. Vampire the Masquerade and, you know, uh, the uh, Hunter the Reckoning and uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse, they all kind of converge and play a lot like what Underworld looks like. Yes. Um, So the game is actually developed by the same, same studio that developed Sticks. Gosh, what is their name? Um, <laughs> Prepared. <laughs> right? Uh, cyanide. Okay. I don't even... I'm probably uh, familiar, but they're it's the not one, a studio that I've followed very much. They're the ones who did Sticks, Shards of Darkness. Okay. Um, what else have they done? Sticks wasn't that great a game. Uh... Didn't you like it, Rusty? I can't really say that I've gotten into it, to be honest. Sticks <laughs> looked like a you know a good game, and it had uh, it's uh, it has its own like form of humor, but I never really got into the game. Uh, Call of Cthulhu, Space Hulk Tactics, um, Space Hulk Deathwing. Okay, but those aren't necessarily the greatest of games. <laughs> yeah, the Space yeah. Hulk games seem cool, but don't um, play well. The Arclash Legacy. 
That's not a good game. See, I'm not mm. entirely 100% uh, Game of Thrones. Not. Also... There might be somebody out there prove me wrong, right? I spent four hours. I got Arclash on a $6 sale on Steam, and I spent four hours trying to like that game, and I felt like I wasted six bucks. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, That's rough. Just looking at, the, uh, uh, looking at the studio, I can't really say that I've enjoyed any of the games that they've put out so far. Um, that that would be the one thing I'd say. So I, and they have like a lot of Sims in there too, like basketball manager and football manager and you know cycling manager and bullshit like that. Yeah, we'll we'll say, have to see. I mean, honestly, hey, I, sometimes studios redeem themselves, and and that's let's that's, just be honest. So, Larian, I'm just I love Larian Studios, right? Divinity Original Sin, Original Sin Two, right? Right. Original Divinity, not a huge fan of. Just to be honest, and it's not just the setting or the way the game is. It's just it's a, it's like a B B grade Skyrim, kind of, or yeah. B grade Dragon Age, and like Dragon Age Origins or not Origins, uh, two. And it's and that's saying something, right? Like they didn't get good until later, and they you know almost went bankrupt and then restarted, and something happened, and they just figured out how to make really good games. Well, they they just end up doing a lot better with a Baldur's Gate style game, I guess. Well, that's uh, Divinity Original Sin and Original Sin Two was the reason why Illyrian was picked by Wizards to do Baldur's Gate. So yeah, speaking of Baldur's Gate. Um, last week I posted something on our group with the new gameplay trailer of them scooping out that brain. Did you watch that? I have not actually watched that. No. Um, the very, the game's going to be a hundred hours. Like the likelihood you're going to run into that scene once in a hundred hours and it's three minutes. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it, but then again, I, I, I will, I will probably, uh, here's through it, here's but. what they were doing so you when you're making decisions instead of it being a behind the scenes roll and I know this is novel but this is fun you roll your 20 sided die on screen when you're making choices I... and then it was very much in the same camera way of like a first person game or a third person game done up close and uh... then the combat and action and it didn't really show any of that but the other stuff I've seen a gameplay was, you know, more of a Baldur's Gate style, right? But for a lot of the interactions or conversations and stuff like that, it gets in close and personal. They're very highly rendered models. I want this game. Honestly, so I looked into how Baldur's Gate 3 is going to actually look um, and how it plays like a D&D game, right? So, you know how in... in uh, uh, in the Divinity Original Sin games, you know, you have a damage log. Essentially, you can see uh, what's going on and what has happened in, uh, you know, in the in, in the combat. What you can Do you want to see? Yeah. I'll, I can... you don't, you're not going to, you don't even have to read it. Just see, there's the die. Okay. See, they roll the die for the dialogue decision, right? And now we're still in the the scene. Okay, so 
Was that like a like a perception or? It was like it's a check, right? Uh, for yeah. the next thing you're gonna do, of right? Of course it is. Right. Oh, Can next you, check. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we're gonna go ahead and do brain surgery. We're gonna need to see if that's gonna work. Oh. 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 But you see, I'm saying it being a. That's very sanitary. Oh, never mind. Elf is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I if you haven't seen the brain puppy trailer, um, you're curious. Like I said, this is set to be in a massive game. I can't wait, and it doesn't really give a lot of context to what's going on in the scene. It is a scene, right? If you're one of those things that's like spoiler, spoil everything, and mm-hmm. yes, don't watch it. However, I have no context to what the fuck's going on, and it's just a dialogue cut from three minutes of dialogue gameplay with roles, right? Um. Well, I think it's really rules. fucking cool. Like that's every- what that's what I was trying to get to is uh, is everything is rolls. Damage is calculated by dice rolls. You don't necessarily see them on screen like what you were showing, but the dice rolls are happening in the background. So you can actually look at the combat log and see a, a, an attack that does like three d six damage. You can see the dice rolls for that and the results of the damage. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what's going to be showing on the screen. Uh, if you're trying to do sneak roll or sneak to sneak past something, you're going to have regular checks for sneak, and those are going to be dice rolls in the background. You know, so everything is based off of but, uh, off of D and D die. Very well, very highly rendered. I can't wait. This game looks good. It looks like <laughs> what the last Dragon Age should have been. Every time I skip ahead in this, I got to watch some stupid video about. Somebody who wants to be a game designer of shitty games. <laughs> these none of these look like good games. I'm just gonna say, whatever this internet tools are, you are making shitty games. <laughs> um, I don't care what's going on. You've got kids running with the rainbow. Oh my god! Every time I skip, I gotta watch this stupid fucking video. Oh my god! So yeah, um, yeah, Baldur's Gate, man. I can't fucking wait. Uh, they, that game just looked good from the very beginning. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> like fucking brain flares, man. It just, it just, oh, it, it, it tickles. I love it. <laughs> right. In the since we're going a little bit differently with this show, I want to talk about a game that's kind of like Baldur's Gate in a completely different way. Yes. Um, some of the original co- creators of Wasteland Three have been involved in different Baldur's Gate projects. Yes. Um, in Exile um, released Wasteland 3, and you can get it on Game Pass. The perfect price for that game, by the way, you can you can pick it up for Game Pass, and that is awesome. Yeah, honestly, I feel like it's worth full price if you... Well, yeah, I mean, if you don't have Game Pass, it, A, why? Because Game Pass is a great fucking deal. Uh, I'm not sponsored, I... by the way. But... No, not sponsored at all. I mean, if you want to sponsor us, I mean, we play the fuck out of it. But... Yeah. Um, it's the best deal in gaming. If every month I pay, and I usually buy it on a discount, right? But if mm-hmm. I was to pay $15 a month on the norm and play a single game off there that would cost more than $15, yeah. I've already got my game pass, right? I, I've, I, you know, over the course of the last few months, I've, you know, I've, I've played, played about like, $300 worth of game yeah. in the last several months and I've spent about $45 yeah. on the discounted price. Yeah. But all that aside... Wasteland 3 is available on Game Pass on your Xbox or on PC, and I'm actually playing it on PC. But I tried to play it with a controller just to see, and actually played fine on a controller. It is optimized for a controller. Mm-hmm. Um, 
biggest difference is a lot of your commands are on screen kind of floating there on a on the lowdown but you can see a lot of the controls you can do with the controller kind of on screen and when you're using a mouse and keyboard you don't have to see that um but the way you move and the way that controls work are not super fucking clunky. So, like, instead of having to drag and select everybody, right. you click right stick to select all or unclick it and then select somebody you want to move. Or you can right and left bumper to flip through everybody to move who you want to move. I think they learned from their uh, Wasteland 2 uh, experience It there. took till the director's cut before the control, controller controls are even worth a damn. Right. Um, up res from director's cut? Like four times, I'm just gonna say like it is a huge jump up in graphics. Not that, not that it's like this amazing looking Tomb Raider style game or anything like that. It's not even in that perspective. Um, it's fairly high. It's about a little bit higher res than XCOM Two, if you want me to be honest. That's about the level it's on, but it's made in Unity. Um, essentially, what Wasteland Three is is very much like Wasteland Two. It is a, you know, a XCOM style tactic game, right? I mean, let's face it, like Fallout 1 and 2 inspired XCOM. Um, well, I mean, they're around actually around the same time, but just that style of game of having a squad that's tactical and does turn-based combat in a somewhat sci-fi setting, very similar in a lot of ways. Um, they do the cover system a whole lot better than they did before, so you got the half and full cover, you've got destructible cover, right? Cover's never permanent. Um, and it's very apparent, like, as you shoot at it with different things, like, it starts to wear down. Um, different weapons do good against cover, so shotguns tear up cover quite a bit, which is super fucking handy, and then heavy weapons tear the fuck out of cover, too. Nice. Um, it does a really cool thing where, talking about, like, the investment in it, right? So I originally played it at 4K um, ultra settings on my 1070, and it hits just a little bit. Enough for me to want to try it on the 1440 setting. And on 1440, with the NVMe, it runs like butter. I have zero issue with it. And it's a very slight difference in the way that it looks. Um, almost not noticeable. But it is way better optimized than the last game. Like, it doesn't feel like in an Exile game or an Obsidian game or any of those things where there's a lot of crazy <laughs> bugs. Um, so, I mean... Wasteland 2 had some pretty, you know, pretty nutty bugs at the beginning. But it was kickstarted, right? At a budget yeah. of about $3 million plus whatever they put into it. And this is this a is Kickstarter. Microsoft Studios, so... Well, and the original Kickstarter raised about 3 and a half or $4 million. Plus, they, in the middle of that, got Microsoft funding. So, things that they did, like there's some cinematics in the game. There's intro... The intro cinematic looks... I won't give it credit like Call of Duty, right? But I will say that it is a very highly rendered cinematic. Um, very modern looking, which I keep saying this, right? Because it came from such humble beginnings, right? And they do these things where certain characters have like in-your-face cutscene kind of stuff or dialogue where you're like zoomed up right on them. And that looks at a level somewhere between Fallout Somewhere between Outer Worlds and Fallout 4. Somewhere in that. It's a little bit cartoony. Okay. On the graphics. Um, it didn't look too bad to me when you were showing it. Well, I'm actually talking about like the different characters you run into that aren't you. Oh, okay. Your character um, is voiced and has lines. and then But when you're talking, you're silent and the protagonist talks. So you're... Or the antagonist talks, right? So everybody you talk to... 
unless you're random battle dialogue or whatever, for the most part, it's not voice dialogue of you talking to the person. You select an option to say, they talk it, talk it back to you, right? Right. The 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 voiceless protagonist still. Uh, I mean, it's still kind of a thing. The games that that tried to add a voice, like Fallout Four, for instance, feels uh, a little weird sometimes it, because the options that you 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 choose don't necessarily match the tone that you're going for. Right. Exactly. So you're like, well, this seems like the less dickish moved uh, thing to say, and then all of a sudden you're insulting the person's parents or some shit. You know? Like, so, oh, well, I'm an asshole. Yeah. And this one, literally, <laughs> you're, you're picking what you're going to say, right? Right. Um, they added a lot of extra systems to it, so extra doesn't always mean good. In this case, I think it does mean good. Um, the extras are, so you've got your quirks, which were in the first game. So, like, a, a bonus with a negative, right? Right. And you don't have to select a negative. You've got your attributes, which are, like, in this case, it's awareness, it's luck, it's intelligence, it's leadership, stuff like that, right? right. And then you've got your points for skills and the skill points will be like sniper rifles or hard ass or kiss ass or sneaky shit um i, I saw that it was it's not just sneak it's called sneaky shit yeah so there's sneaky shit um, and they all add their own set of bonuses and then you have additional powers let's call it that kind of go with that so my heavy weapons guy can fire in a cone after he's made a certain amount of successful hits and it charges a meter so to speak when he hits that meter, if I've got the ammo and the action points, and you can bank it between battles, too. Nice. So now I can fire in a spread for double the single target damage I would have for every character in the spread. So literally just rip shit apart in a, in a spread. He's got a limit break. Yeah. It's awesome. a limit. It's, they've got stuff like that, and there's passive and active perks that you can pick out of those trees. Um, I like some of the crazy quirks, so I have... I want to say it's metal something and it has this little guitar squeal thing that goes with it. Like the amount of personality they put into this stuff is pretty great. Right. Um, it's a little darker in tone than fallout, um, but it has a lots of moments of levity and it's a, they're going for more of an eighties theme with this versus the pop art stuff. Right. Right. Like you got your cassette deck thing. That's your radio. Like a lot of the music is like disco or, you know, just different eighties tropes are a lot of the things that you kind of encounter. I was in the this new this Vegas club, like uh nightclub, and all the music is like eighties themed disco stuff. And like and early thing is neon. Yeah. Yeah. So but it's not like that all over, it's just in pockets you see some of that influence. Right. Most of it's run down. You know, because you know, the apocalypse. Yeah, and <laughs> The other cool thing is it doesn't force you into picking preset characters, so it's got pre-gen characters you can use if you just want to jump in. Um, but it encourages you to create your own. So the pre-gen characters have no quirks. Um, they are, you know, they're kind of vanilla, right? Right. It's literally just hot button jump in, which I don't know what you do on a 100-hour game, but um, you've got those pre-gen characters, and there's no difference in dialogue, etc. with that kind of stuff, right? So... If you go with your own, then you can create your buddies, which is what I did. Um, I created Trent, I created Rusty, and I created Jason. Because that's the, the I mean, that's the, that's, squad. The, that's the ritual nowadays. Yeah. And I like having a game again where I can recreate my friends, right? And I did a pretty decent job of recreating my friends, myself included. Mm -hmm. no, so there's different heights. Um, I was watching somebody who was doing a builds video to kind of explain some of the builds. 
and he had made this like miniature three foot like brawler, right? Because you can do a tiny, tiny, tiny person um, <laughs> where the weapons are normal sized and they are not, where all the weapons are bigger than them, um, which is just kind of great. But you can also do very large. So like the heights of everybody in my game are pretty similar. I'm the shortest guy out of the group. I made myself a little bit shorter than normal. Um, I made you guys just a little bit taller than normal, and it looks about right. There's the the right amount of fatness for the group, right? Like we're all approaching middle age, and we're not skinny young bucks anymore. So um, uh, my character's bald, which is about is, is almost right. Yeah. Oh, well, I couldn't find receding hairline because I was looking for that for myself, and I got a haircut that looks kind of similar to mine, where enough of the receding in front to make it look right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got the epic beards. Um, epic beards are a big deal to me for a survival, -ish, you know, or a wasteland game. You got to have epic beards. Yeah. There's like five or six epic beard options, which is a pretty great starting point. Um, I knew you'd love this game, honestly. <laughs> I haven't, you know, with everything going on in the world and in my life and everything else, like I've been a little bit bummed lately, and the only thing I could do was what was comfortable, like seven days. Mm -hmm. And then I got this yesterday, and like I've sunk about three hours into it already, which, you know, didn't come out till seven o'clock last night. Right. And dicked around with it just a hair while jason got here i was actually finally dicking around with it a little bit yeah know, showing him a little bit of the combat the combat the ai is pretty smart i was telling him i was like so the last time i went into this room and fought these guys like i kept dying because i was grouping my guys up and we we're talking about that off show a little bit like when you start combat encounters right like sometimes you can be way out of position and i kept getting myself way out of position and not in cover and bunching my guys together so they had a couple of guys that would lob molotovs it just lit my whole party on fire and wiped me out, right? So this time when I was going in there, I knew something potential was going to happen. So got some guys kind of spread out a little bit before I started combat and then dialogue, which again ended in combat. And then I was able to get my brawler, which is rusty, out in front so that he didn't take two turns to get where he needed to be, right? Got Jason, my sniper, all the way in the back so that he could pick targets off. I'm the pyromaniac, so I got myself close enough that I could light shit on fire or unleash a bullet storm on people. And then I had Trent's basically our medic. So he was within action point range to start essentially healing people as they were getting fucked up. Mm. But, um, yeah, like all the perks have a reason. All the limit breaks have a reason. The The game is pretty voice acted. It's, you know, it's an isometric perspective. Just think of Baldur's Gate you know, wasteland style, right? And if that's enough to... I would say it's... Depending on what I get out of it, right? Like, I may like it as much as I like Divinity 2, and I think it's a little easier to follow. But again, it's not a game with quest markers, right? You don't know that you need to go in this thing to do this. It's just my quest market says, go into here to investigate XYZ. So that's what I'm doing. I told Jason, I was like, I'm a little bit lost right now, so I'm going to put this down because I don't know what to do next. And there's got to be a solution to this RPG puzzle of what to do in this building to get to my next objective. But there's no floating quest marker over somebody's head that says this is what happens. Like, ran into a random NPC, told me his shit was in this bar, or this part of the bar, right? I was going to go get it for him, and that was a quest, right? Yeah. And you, now you have to figure out where the bar is, and, you know, and, and it's... And you've got the stuff in the backlog so you know what you're supposed to be doing. But there's no, like, waypoint on your map saying this, right? I know that i got to go to Colorado Springs to do some stuff, right? Which is where I'm at right now in the game. And so I went to downtown Colorado Springs. That's where it told me to go, right? And as I went there, things unfolded, and I talked to the people that were named NPCs, and 
you know, but there's no like hold shift to find out who I can talk to. You can talk to everybody, but you know, they might be just refugee or something right there. And that's maybe not the person they need to talk to. Yeah. Right? Well, it's, and things kind of emerge through, you know, through the game, kind of like Wasteland 2 you know, did. It's like you get the, um, the, the dispatcher, you know, will say, uh, say something like there was, uh, I, I, remember hearing about a like a npc that's that was kind of off the beaten path that the dispatcher had talked about once but it wasn't necessarily like it didn't point you to it it's just you found this along the way and the the story just kind of tied in there um it's it's an interesting a, way of doing uh an interesting one of the way main of doing good, things. You have to ta- you have to actually pay attention. I won't totally ruin it, but I will say that within the first couple of hours, you run into a named NPC that's a central part of the early story. That is a nod to one of the developers of the game. Nice, um, as he is in all of the games. And if you can figure that out, um, it's just an in Excel thing. Okay, um, I don't know. Uh, I haven't I haven't actually play, started playing this yet. It is uh, it is currently on the the uh uh on the list of games that I am uh going to be working through. Uh but I think you're probably going to get as much out of control as you can before you move to the next thing cuz you're better than me about that. Like um I'll jump into another game here in a second but before I do Jason didn't you play some new hits, new hotness recently? Well, I won't call it new hotness. It's new hotness for me. Um, so, like, like I said, got a new phone last week while I was purchasing the screen protector. I found Borderlands on clearance for fifteen dollars. Borderlands Three. I mean, for fifteen bucks, you've got a much better deal than I did. So, and me. <laughs> so I, so I picked that up. And of course, you know. Crystal and I are playing through it because, I mean, at $15, I got two copies. Yeah, well, yeah, of course you did. Um, God, got and two copies so, of the fucking game. Could play another person. With four, another person. four copies. And, for and, yeah. half the price Jesus. that you bought the game for. Uh, yeah, for half the price. Yeah. Huh. yeah. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> she and I are both playing, playing through on it. Um, course my stories progress quite a bit further than hers i feel like i'm about a third of the way through the game maybe even maybe even halfway through i'm honestly hoping because i haven't touched Um, that game in almost a year that jason ends up like they fix some of the pacing or something by the time he gets through it we've not experienced any issues pacing issues none okay well i after Borderlands three, I have almost completely written off all Borderlands games. Uh, to be to be honest, I was like, there was a lull. Of course, a couple of weeks ago there was a lull of games. Like that's when I was started to play, uh, uh, sh- you know, Shadow of War because I I just didn't have any other fucking game to play. Right? I thought about reinstalling Borderlands because I wanted a shooter, like I wanted a looter shooter, and uh, and I sat there and I thought about it and I'm like, no, I don't think I could fucking deal with Claptrap right now. I really can't fucking deal with 
the tone of the game. Like, if if it was Borderlands without all of the fucking Borderlands shit, like, all of the fucking, like, everything that makes Borderlands Borderlands, just give me the fucking, like, the shooting portion of the game and that was it, I'd have, I'd have been fine with it. Like, play the game on mute almost, you know? But I, I, I just, I... I don't know what it bothers me. Maybe I'm just becoming that crotchety fucking old man, but I just can't, I can't stand it. So I can say, um, as far as the main storyline progression, I've not seen any issue with the pacing. I have, I've actually had to force myself to go do side quests. Um, the bad guys, how do you feel about them? Why did they have to be emo? I. Yep. Fucking streamer culture bullshit. It was, I mean. I mean the the streaming I somewhat kind of get because I mean that's like that's been a big thing the last few years. I get it. They were trying to trying to grab onto that. Um, I don't think it make. I don't think that portion of the bad guys really made sense for the for the universe as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they could have simply left it at, you know, them being descendants of who they are. Yeah. Just simply left it at, you know, overly greedy, you know, corporate offspring. Yeah. Like, and just gone with that, but uh, so the streaming thing was a little much. It was a little much. Eh. Um, but if you can look, if you can, if you can somewhat look past that, or just not pay that part of it any credence at all, um, you know, they're the progression. You know, them taking Lilith's powers at the beginning of the game, etc. is pretty standard standard borderlands i mean yeah i am i i I basically lost every every bit of it just didn't bother me as much as it did you Uh, it for me it's more of the uh uh probably the um the most annoying thing is just their general emo fucking attitude Uh, I I had I, I played through the game. I, I mean, I put probably like forty. 50 Emo hours. Dante was better. True, um, and that and that was it was pretty horrible. Um, and I probably put about forty to fifty hours worth of you know gameplay into that game. I really wanted to enjoy it. I did beat it, um, uh, and. I got to a point of absolute stupidity. Like I basically broke all of the damage caps uh, that I could before I stopped playing. And I think that's what really kind of hurt, hurt it for me because I was playing it on its highest difficulty at the scalable difficulty that you can set it to after you beat the game. And I found no challenge. Now that is probably that is the one thing I can really criticize the game for. 
and that is you should have a difficulty setting that makes the game challenging for experienced Borderlands players. Yeah, it just didn't, it, it didn't. Um, on the quote Vault Hunter difficulty in my first playthrough. Yeah. So far, I have died and regenerated two times. You're not uh, playing it on hard enough. Well, yeah. Like, there, there were some situations where I uh, where I actually played, uh, like on the stupid dumb difficulties. Like you can, like I said, you can scale it later on and make things right even after more... you beat the campaign once. I get that. I get that. But, but what I'm saying is, on the main, on your main basic playthrough, Vault Hunter difficulty is not hard. No, it at all. Um, the, and the two times I have died were not me playing the cam through the campaign by myself. I have yet to die while playing by myself. No, I died by stupid mob shit playing with Crystal and her getting her ass kicked in the mob and then me being swarmed because of course... It just overwhelms you with numbers when you're playing with another yeah. player. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily that the enemies are difficult themselves at all. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, so in that respect, this is probably, this is the easiest of the Borderlands games. I can see that. I've played through. I can see that. Um, Once you get to... One, one and two, playing through one and two, um, you were really, playing through it solo, you were really three quarters of the game or so through it before you really started having less and less difficulty with, uh, with bosses. I think it's the guns. Um, honestly, it, it may be. The uh, Borderlands it Three ends up giving you like you end up playing the first hour or two with uh, with some pretty shit guns, but after that you get some really good ones, and you just keep you know like fucking keep kicking ass with them, and they keep getting better and better. Uh, and once you start getting into like the orange level shit, they can get really stupid, like insanely stupid. Well, that's like right now I have a submachine gun that's called a cutter basically it shoots two rounds but has a stream of plasma in between the two rounds and it just stretches out the further out it goes right maliwan dude (laughs) just (laughs) ripping shit apart with that fucking gut but it's just i don't know that part of it is a little bit disappointing to me just let us know when you get to the end if you want to continue playing. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, Borderlands really, you know, kind of tries to open up a bit, uh, you know, so that you can, you know, really get into the stupidness uh, and fill up your vault for uh, with a bunch of legendaries. Uh, I had, at the time I quit playing, I had, I think, one of just about everything that was worth getting. Uh, a couple of uh, duplicates using different elements because I was 
playing the siren and uh, elements were a thing. Uh, and that's, and it just got like, it got stupidly easy to the point where yeah. I could just sit in one spot well, and not move and just like mow shit down. Like I'm, uh, I picked the operative. I'm that, sorry. Actually that drone makes shit stupid easy. Early game. Yeah. Drone makes um, things stupid early game. Doesn't scale very well. I And <laughs> you know what? That's fine with me. That means I'll run into a challenge. Because so far I haven't. Okay, they might have changed it too. I don't know. I um, haven't fucking played that game in, what, almost a year now? You know, so... Yeah, we were playing it, I think. It was August or September of last year. Yeah. Right? Granted, I mean, I just now basically got about to where I'm I basically just about got to where I'm gonna grab the third piece of the vault key okay. that's why I said I figured I'm about halfway through it yeah um but I mean I've not had a challenge yet yeah I don't know well, and that's probably the most that's probably the most disappointing part yeah is no challenge just borderlands has it has a um for for me, it ha it has a life. It has a, a a beginning, a middle, and an end. And once I get to the end, I have no desire to play through it again, which yeah. is kind of a sad thing because it's built to be replayable. Well, you know, it it's kind of one of those one of those things. The first one was great, and I mean, you and I both like killed the expansions on the first one. Uh, there's not a whole lot bad in the first one. Outside of its technical glitches in some areas, um, didn't have the gunzerker, but the didn't have money shot. And the second game, sure, it had the gunzerker, and it was technically better than the first game. But the story fell off at the end, and you were like, well, "I don't care anymore." The story falls off on all of them. Honestly, they do all of them. All of them disappoint, like right at the end. Just, just foreshadowing for you yeah the main difference between <laughs> borderlands one and borderlands two though in that front where they didn't do it right in borderlands two was borderlands one with the uh with the with the expansions they really hit their stride with uh the uh general Knox expansion yeah. uh, um, borderlands two had really good abilities that's yeah. Me and me and Rusty are the same with Gunzerker. Yeah. Gunzerker, give me yeah. money shot because getting a fucking one shot shotgun with stupid amounts of pellets and uh, and and money shot was basically game breaking. Right. Because you could you could chunk through like the you know, the biggest bosses or in, like a couple shots. Or going with the soldier and do and doing uh twin uh uh, uh, shit! Jesus, you, Jesus. you just brains just. Uh, my brain just went. Uh, twin. Um, shit. Rockets. No. Uh, the fucking pistols. Turrets. Turrets. Thank you. I had to come up Thank with you. a twin turrets. <laughs> I had to, I had to um, come up with it. I mean, you could crowd control with those twin turrets, and it was. Stupid easy that way too. Yeah. Um, Good great yeah. abilities in two. This one just 
the the abilities are fine. Gameplay is fine. Fine. But fine. Just fine. Fine. It's fine. Just fine. Um, I mean, I'm I'm having fun with the general overall gameplay, but oh shit, the story is weak. Story is weak. I think it's time for a break. What do you guys think? Yeah, let's go ahead. And take I, a break. I think so. All right, we'll be back. And had a healthy break there. Yeah. Um, again, again. Social distance. They're trying campaigns, to kill me um, over here. So we haven't had a lot of uh, time to talk. Honestly, because of Rusty's schedule, this is the best time for us to talk to Rusty. Yeah. Um, get a little taste of that Rusty sweetness. Yeah. On Fridays. Um, mm-hmm. You betcha. This is super random, but it really fits in with my love of metal. <laughs> um, so, do you guys remember that that meme, which was like a minor story of the Florida man that liked to stand in the wind with the flag and Slayer? Yes. Um, apparently, he's at it again with Hurricane Laura. Ooh, of course. <laughs> um, he went down to Louisiana. Um, I'm not playing the audio for you, but I'll just let you. He's out here in the storm surge with the flag, flashing the devil horns and head banging in the wind. That is amazing. The, the most American flag ever. Um but I just thought it's a great little light thing in the middle of all the it's shittiness just, that's going on. It's we need more of Florida Man with Flag speak, and, and Slayer. Speaking Florida of man, which, man. I feel for uh, I feel for the residents of Louisiana and Southern Arkansas. I really do. But um, and Texas, uh, well, Beaumont specifically, yeah. Um, but I will say. Thank goodness that the eye passed through the part of Louisiana that it did and missed the most heavily populated areas of Louisiana and or Texas. Yeah, yeah so we didn't have another Katrina situation. Uh, so we didn't have another Katrina or Harvey situation, yeah. Yeah. That's it's just, yeah. We We count ourselves a bit of luck in 2020. <laughs> 2020 has yeah. been hard enough, man. <laughs> 2020 hasn't completely destroyed us yet. Uh, yet. You had to say the word yet. <laughs> I, I'm a realist at this point. It's not pessimism. It's just being realistic. Yeah. I will say, um, I know the format of the show has been flipped all over the place this yeah. week, but... Um, talking to some smaller games right um a little bit of rogue legacy too yeah um, i got that as a lark and i was like i'm gonna try to get back into it i think the progression is a little bit better and i feel like i'm better at video games than it was last time i played rogue legacy i don't know if it's just easier but like i make enough money to get an upgrade no matter how shitty my run is uh, and well, i've got a probably a couple hours in it at this point i think it's it has to do with the uh uh with the um uh, the the change that they made so that if if you end up with ba- uh, basically shitty descendants with you know with negatives you then get you some... get more gold for it yeah I did one that had you made you had no attack 
Oh yeah, and pacifist. So the, and yeah, pacifist. And so the only thing I could do is the double jump off things to break things to get gold. Yep. And avoid hits. Um, I got about ten minutes into that run and died, but then came out of that with like thirteen hundred gold. Yeah. And I was like, hey, bad. I got a couple of upgrades out of that, you know, and getting to the point where I'm starting to buy some of the armor, you know, and upgrade my guy. And it just feels like the progression, even though this is early access at this point, is fairly decent. Like, I actually feel like I'm getting through the roguelike and I'm I'm having fun with the stupid quirkiness of it. If you don't know what Rogue Legacy is, it's a platformer, like action platformer with, you know, you got like three abilities, right? Your attack and then some kind of magic thing and then some kind of other ability. And different classes of character that are all randomized, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the magic stuff follows between different classes. And there's usually negative buffs, too, that come with it. And those negative traits end up giving you extra cash. And the cash is used to upgrade things like your overall hit points, your armor, how hard you hit, all that stuff. And the goal is to get to the boss and beat it and move to the next level and go as far as you can and make enough money to upgrade something else. Yeah. And it's a super good, like... I'm at lunch break. I've got 20 minutes to play this game before I get back at work. I can do two runs of Rogue Legacy in that 20 minutes because I still suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, the, the different uh, the different classes with the different weapons, instead of just everybody having a sword and just dealing with it, um, including the mage classes in the, you know, in the first one, every, you know, they all had swords. I fucking um, hate the mage class. The mage class takes some getting used to, but you can use the um uh in Rogue Legacy 2, the mage class has an attack that is ranged. You can't move it up or down. It's just straight across about like maybe 3 or 4 body lengths across. Uh where it does a like a little AoE explosion as as its main attack. But what you don't know is when he swings the wand to do that, that is a up-close attack. Yeah, for like a quarter of the damage. But it's got two different attack ranges. So if you can get used to how the the mage class works, uh, you can attack two different things at the same time. And because everything that you hit with the wand blast increases your mana pool you can actually you know cast a fuckload of spells where a lot of the characters had to be very situational about that um so it has its things my my thing was the uh the ranger with the uh with the bow yeah uh, the bow is i'm really good with the bow the fucking bow is awesome like you know that that is one of my favorite you know classes to play uh, just being able to, uh, to to reach out and you know hit some of the uh, the enemies at a range, and you can you know you you can do uh, different things with uh, with each one of these uh, these classes. That gives me some hope that that this is going to be a lot better than the uh, the original game, and I played the shit out of uh, the original Rogue Legacy. The only bitch that I have currently right now is that they released it in early access with basically about four hours worth of content. It's like maybe one quarter of the game. Maybe. Well, and that's kind of why I'm just playing it a little bit. 
Which also brings me to another roguelike that both of us have played. I can get through stage four now of Risk of Rain 2. Have you probably already beat it? I have not only beaten it, I have unlocked every character. I've unlocked about 80% of all of the alternate moves for each one of those characters. And I have unlocked... uh, I've only unlocked three of the artifacts, which basically give you a, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, a modifier for your run, essentially. Allows right. you to do things like spawn twice as many enemies with, you know, but they have half health or something like that. Does that mean you get more money? You get more money by doing that. Uh, there's one where uh, an artifact that allows the enemies to drop items, but you don't get gold. So there's no gold, no chests or anything like that, but the enemies that you kill drop the items. Did you, after how many hours do you think you've played in that? Uh, a, a fair bit. I, I I, like, I'd have to look it up. I feel like up. every time that you estimate, you severely underestimate I, your game time. I do, because, well, the thing is, is the the average run for me is about an hour. That's a fair run. Um, the Because the average run... Uh, will get to about stupid levels of enemy density and damage output at about an hour that it becomes easily you become easily able to be one shot. Um, I did do a run where I did twenty levels in one go. So at a certain point, once you get to uh, stage five. Uh, You've got 31 hours in it right now. 31? Okay. Uh, Once you get to stage 5, you have a uh, teleporter that you can activate that either takes you to stage 6 and the end boss, or you can configure the teleporter to do what's called a loop, which allows you to start back at stage 1 with all of the items that you have, and you just continue going through those. And that allows you to open up uh, additional portals and you know uh, other areas that you can go to and uh, and the enemies just get stupider and stupider as they go along. Um, but I did a uh, a twenty level. Actually, I got to twenty three levels before I uh, before I got to the point where I obliterated. Uh, there, there's two end con- you know, There's three end conditions to that game. You either beat the last boss and uh, and do the escape run. You obliterate, which is actually at stage... You have to do one loop and you get to stage three. And there will be a celestial portal that you can open up. And uh, there's an obelisk in there that you obliterate at. And that's considered the end of a run. Uh, and then, of course, you die. Uh, that's the, the, uh, the other op, uh, end option, but yeah, I've only unlocked one other character at this point. Uh, I have gone through the, tw- uh, the 23 levels was, uh, was what was required to unlock one of the items. Uh, the 57 leaf clover was, you had to do 20 levels in one run. Uh, and that got dumb. That got really dumb. Um, I was playing Huntress when I did that, and there was a point where if you get a certain set of items, 
that you kill like two or three enemies on the screen and the rest of the screen just ends up exploding. Like <laughs> you have what's called proc chains in that game. So if you uh if you kill something, it'll proc something. Uh, and that generally is additional damage. Like, the enemy will explode and do a bunch of damage. Well, if that enemy explodes, does enough damage to kill the enemy nearby, it will also explode, and that will chain on. Well, I had that, plus the ability to... uh, It had, like, heat-seeking daggers, three heat-seeking daggers that would come... You know, that would be put into play whenever uh, an enemy died and they would just fly off and hit something else and it would explode and then it would create three more daggers to kill something else and it would just like basically be the whole screen is gone (laughs) wow so you can you can get into a very stupid territory where that fucking game just goes absolutely nuts like just you can destroy bosses in less than a second uh and it it gets it's crazy i loved it i couldn't stop playing it. so this will probably be somewhere on your list this year it it was it, it yeah it's i whenever i stopped playing it i wanted to continue playing it even though the runs are about an hour uh and there's a few Twitch channels that have been entirely devoted to this for a couple of years. Yeah, it, there's, and I've watched a few, you know, a few videos of people who've done like what they call God runs, uh, which is just getting stupid powerful with each character or doing all of the challenges for each of the character in one run. Um, that Essentially, is, what it is, it's a third person shooter, right? Yeah. That you get kind of wackadoo power ups for. Um, and yeah. you continue to work your way through, and the unlocks are kind of based on different conditions you meet in each of the runs. Right. Like, one of the unlocks for uh, for the soldier, uh, the first character that you get, is you have to, uh, to get to the, or get through the first stage in less than five minutes. Um, and that is not super hard, but it's still challenging because you have to get enough power to be able to beat the boss in the first stage without dying so you got to get to that boss and have some kind of power up in the first couple of minutes and it's going to take about an uh about a minute and a half to get through the boss encounter so you only have like two two and a half minutes uh to the teleporter takes about 30 seconds to load after that doesn't it right so you've got the boss you have to kill the boss and then you have to stand inside the teleporter uh area of effect for it to tick up uh to to do that so you have to assign enough time to be able to survive the boss kill it and still be within the teleporter range yeah i learned that i can't play that game at night because i start thinking about builds and things like that late in the evening i i I had the same problem uh it was like uh the next run's gonna have like better items i know it uh and you just start thinking about the next uh the next run um, I think it's a pretty well built game. Like they really ironed out, ironed it out in beta. Um, the beta was decent. The final game is way more polished than the beta. So a hell of a lot more unlocks and yeah. uh, just 
that runs smoother, that's for damn sure. I that game has never hitched for me. I didn't expect it to, but it you know, like the, I had a dumb amount of enemies on the screen at one point and it was just no problems whatsoever. Uh my favorite character uh to play is a uh uh a character called Rex. Uh and see the robot? He is the robot slash plant. So there is a uh, to unlock Rex, you have to open up the drop pod at the first stage. When you uh, when you first uh, first start your game, you start out in the drop pod. On the back side of the drop pod, you open up a hatch, and you'll take out basically like the battery, the fuel cell for the drop pod, and that will go into your equipment slot. You can't use it. But it, what, it, what it says is that it's volatile. What that really means is that if you drop below 50% health at any time, you explode and die. So so how far do you have to make it with the battery? You have to get it uh, get it to uh, either stage, I think it's stage four. You have to get it to stage four without dropping below 50% health. That's a, that's fun sometimes, depending on the enemies that you fight. You have a hard time getting to stage four without dropping below 50% health. Uh, but yeah. Maybe you can offer a pro tip here. Sometimes the only issue I have with that game is understanding where the teleporter is. Like some of the levels I would just get lost, and that's where I was eating my time and the game was getting harder. It took, yeah, because the game progresses based on the amount of time you play. So... Uh, the difficulty it's, just scales with the amount of it time. It has a little bar on the top that says easy, normal, hard, and then it just continues to get harder. It, it gets it gets to the point where it says I see you. I'm you know, and uh and then after uh after I think insanity or something like that, it just has the word ha 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 and it just continues. Um Yeah, and it's an algorithm that's the amount of enemies, the base strength of the enemies and it's yeah, it's based off of your level and the amount of time that you spend. Um, the pro tip for finding the teleporter is look for the particles, uh, wherever the teleporter is, no matter where it is in the stage, you'll be able to determine where it is by looking for the purplish pink little particles in, you know, in the air, they will slowly travel towards the teleporter and there, there's a fairly large area of effect for that. Um, and it took me a while for me to figure that out. But if you look for those particles, you'll always find the teleporter fairly quickly. Yeah, because you can do what I do in, like, turtle mode in it, and then it just gets stupid hard. And yeah. that was something I learned a little bit early on, that you, you can't you, just turtle through levels and get every upgrade possible on the yeah, level. you got to get through as many enemies as you can easily kill, and open up as many chests as you possibly can, and then get through the teleporter boss as fast as possible. The other tip I heard was trying to get through every level in around five minutes was kind of like the goal to set for yourself. Yeah, you can. You I can think spend, you can probably stand about seven minutes or something. You can spend a little bit more time. I mean, if you're trying to, uh, uh, if you're trying to actually get through to do the last boss, you don't want to spend more than thirty minutes getting there because the last boss will be insanely hard. Um. The uh, the biggest tips that I can provide for you is if you can find uh, the lens maker glasses, 
uh, the crit glasses, uh, you're going to want those. Uh, you're going to want stuff that uh, that procs based off of on hit and on kill. So bleeds are really powerful. Uh, so the tri-tip dagger is is a uh, is an item that you're looking for. It's a white item, but it's one of the best. Um, and you'll want to pick up a, an item called the ukulele, which allows you to basically chain you know have an electric chain effect for on hit, so you can hit more than just one target. Uh, that starts the chain, and then you can add things like the willow of the wisp jar that allows things to explode when they die, and that's when you start doing a fuckload of damage to basically everything that you shoot. Overall, it sounds like you're pretty high on the game. I really, really enjoy it. Even though I've beaten it and I've unlocked all the characters, each one of those characters is fun to play. Uh, like I said, Rex is really fun. He does... Uh, his main attack is basically a three-shot burst that the third shot will weaken the enemy and heal you, but all of mm. his attacks require hit points to use. So he has a mortar shot that takes like 15% of your hit points to fire, but does a lot of damage. So you can't just spam that because you'll kill yourself, but you can use that to weaken your enemies, and then you can use your main attack to regain the health. It has you know built-in regen. So it's... Mm. It's kind of a neat balance between the two. Uh, he has a basically like a flower that he can put down on the ground that shoots out vines and grabs enemies. And if it's got enemies in the area of effect, it will transfer the head points from those enemies to you so you can get a constant heal while that's going. So you can start like, you can throw that, uh, that flower down, which takes 25% of your health, gather a bunch of enemies into that one spot it re, you know regens the 25% that you used and then you can just sit there and shoot mortars at it because you're constantly getting health back from it hmm. so there's there's a lot of different ways to build and play that game that just makes me happy it's like 1 hour worth of craziness and it's awesome Really I'm glad it. that I was good with that recommendation. Yeah, for you. I, that that was that was a really good pickup. If you haven't played Risk of Rain Two, it's it can get tough to play the first, you know, first few runs, but as you get going, it it works out. Like the first time you play it, play it on Drizzle, which is the easiest mode. You'll get farther and be able to unlock more of your characters. It's not a bad. A bad thing there. Jason, what else do we got going on right now? Not really much else that I've that I've seen. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't even looking at game releases to see if there's much coming up. Dude, there's there's a few things that's coming out. So uh so as of right now, Windbound is uh, is now out. PlayStation four, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Oh uh, yeah, and then what else? There's a another game that kind of just came out too that I played the demo for. Inmost. Inmost. Uh, Inmost was uh, I think last week. Um, I picked it up. I have not touched it yet, uh, but it was one that was on my wish list for a while because I I really enjoyed the idea. It's kind of a uh, it's 
kind of a pixel art horror side scroller. Uh, it's it, kind of a weird, you know, weird thing. I'm trying to finish games right now before I jump into new games, and I've done a pretty good job. Like I finished Ghost of Tsushima. We talked about that last week. Um, I am to a place in Last of Us Two that is fucking ridiculously hard right now. Um, there is a weird mountain of dudes boss that I'm working on. I'll just say that much. I think he's called the Rat King. Um, I've watched a lot of videos for how to beat him. I in a bad spot with my game where I don't have a lot of ammo um, and I'm just not fast enough and the scene is so fucking intense um, if you play far enough through the game you know I'm pretty close to the end that's where I'm at, I'm at the Rat King right now and it just gets my nerves going in a way that isn't enjoyable right now which is why I was like, you know what, I'm going to finish Wasteland 2 before the year's up, I'll get to the last two hours of Last of Us 2 that I have Wasteland 3, Wasteland 3 thank you I'm getting tired um, but I'm going to try to beat that. And then my next pickup's probably going to be in most at right after that to try to play through that. Cause I like that quite a bit. So I'm, I'm going to play through control. I'm, I'm, I, I really dig that game for, for one, whatever reason I've been, as soon as I uh, gave you the link for the SCP foundation, um, Nymph uh, actually reached out to me on Twitter and gave me the link. Yeah. The SCP Foundation, <laughs> actually, uh, that's that's been kind of like my passive reading material at work. If I'm bored, I just go to the wiki and just read something. It's you know, it's it's good fiction. I'll right? say this, too, real quick, um, but, and trying to kind of wrap up here, too. Control like, looks like. Um, the Avengers beta is pretty garbage. <laughs> yeah. It's every character literally feels the same. Hulk feels as weak as Black Widow. Like I just I don't fucking understand it. It doesn't. I know they're trying to go for some like RPG progression, which isn't really in the demo. Um, it does not look promising. I'm just gonna say it, I don't think they got it yeah. right. It yeah. That said, that comes out on September first. I'm not picking it up. I'm um, not picking it up either. Even though it's a uh, that's a Square Enix game, isn't it? It is, but they don't always hit it out of the park. It is. No, well, they're they're good at RPGs. <laughs> That's not necessarily what... There's a lot, multiple studios there, too, and I'm mm-hmm. not always um, good at RPGs, either. The remaster of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 comes out for PS4 on September 4th. If you like that kind there of thing. Will, well, there will be a lot of people who, uh, uh, who look out for that. Um... Minecraft Dungeons comes out on September 8th. That must that be on a different platform. Yeah. Uh, it's for been on PS4. Game. It's been on Xbox for a little bit now. Yeah. Um, per- Peril on Gorgon expansion for their Outer Worlds comes out September 9th. I might jump back in Outer Worlds next month. Kingdom um, of MLR Re-Reckoning comes out on September 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a game that I'm going to probably replay. Uh, I played the original and, uh, and beat it, but re-reckoning is supposed to be prettier and change change some things. So can't wait to get back into that. Um, the final expansion for Borderlands Three, Psycho Creek, and the Fantastic Fuster Cluck comes out September tenth. Might be one um, of you for think. those of you who are on that. Creed. I won't be getting it. I think. For me, um, November's the thing, right? You got Cyberpunk coming out, and then if I get through Cyberpunk, I'm going to try to make it through Assassin's Creed before the end of the year. 
Crisis Remastered on September 18th. Can it run Crisis Remastered? I'm sure it can. I'm pretty sure you're good there. Serious Sam 4 on September 24th. I'm also looking forward to that. Because it's got mechs. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, Otherwise, there's a bunch of smaller releases out there. There's, but I mean, there's, I'm not really seeing anything that's really grabbing me. That one, you know, those are the 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 ones that really kind of pop out. Like the, you know, just from from the list there of all the stuff that I want to play. Kingdom of Amalur is like fucking sixty to eighty hours at least. You know, fucking Wasteland Three is probably what another forty to sixty hours. Um. You know, oh, just full disclosure, and I forgot about this. This is just how much I've played and how weird this week's been. Uh, Mortal Shell. It's not that I don't. It's not that I don't plan on in finishing it. I'm just not in the mood for that kind of game. Oh, not not for uh, Souls like for, for the moment. So I kind of shelved it, but I will finish it before the end of the year. If next month gets too boring and I'm done with Wasteland for a while, I'll probably jump back into that. Yeah. And oh, I'm. It's just. You know, and if I if I hit a lull, I'm probably going to pick up the the DLCs for uh, Remnant from the Ashes and uh, and mm-hmm. replay through that. Uh, um, I forgot a couple big ones. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons comes out October second. That's still on track. Yeah, Baldur's um, Gate three might be finished. No, that's probably not going to really be finished till 2021. You can yeah. get into a beta at the end of uh, September though. Yeah. Um, and you have. An expansion for Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1, comes out October 20th. I'm sorry, Doom Eternal is... <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not going to play Doom anymore. I'm just not going <laughs> to. I might eventually download it off your profile and play it and check it out before the year's out. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it'll hit me differently than so. it hits you. So that's next couple months worth of games, guys. Um, other than that, um, I'm not really seeing much else. Well, with that, Jason. Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Find some friends of the show. We've got Cabbage KBG. We've got nocorders.net we've got picking up the pixels or pupcast we've got bmfcast.com and tbgp.tv they play video games that are rpgs and they like star wars and with that it's the end of the show <laughs> all right peace, peace.